Welcome back. It's a new episode <laughs> of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, this week what we're going to we be talking about? about our experience and kind of um, helping people out who want to get into photography, videography, um, talk about our experience starting to learn a professional camera, um, white yeah, balance, yeah. shutter speed, um, frame ISO. rate, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And what they mean. Yes. And how how did we learn what they meant and how we learned. Yes. Um, um, so, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Do you want me to start or right. do you want to start? Yeah, go ahead okay. and start. Um, go ahead and start. So before we started using like professional cameras, we mm-hmm. had just a point and shoot digital camera we filmed on. It was a purple cool pick camera. Um, that camera we used for right here. Yeah, several right here. several years, but we were like young. We didn't do anything professionally. Right yeah. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um we didn't do anything professionally until I the first time I really messed with stuff was once I went into school. Um, I went to teleproduction. Um, I have uh, it's a degree in teleproduction, basically TV mm-hmm. production. But part of it was our because we went to the same thing. It, we uh, learned from the same per like teacher professor. Yeah. He he want he was big into saying. I don't really want you to buy a bunch of books and spend a bunch of college mm-hmm. money on books and stuff. I want you to buy just maybe a cheap like DSLR camera yeah, or affordable DSLR camera that you can kind of start yourself off with. Um, you can learn to advice. shoot with and then you can also maybe start yourself taking photos that way and then eventually upgrade, but mm-hmm. start with something. So... I remember buying my first camera when I, like DSLR, it was a EOS Canon Rebel T5i. Mm-hmm. And I remember using it the first time when I went to class. I, I bought it and picked it up a little bit, but I didn't really understand it much um, yeah. until, until I started. I remember the first time I shot with it was... He just said, like, okay, we're going to use this class period to, we're going to go out of the classroom and we're going to shoot just a couple photos, just practice with their camera a little bit. We're just going to use this. We have about like an hour and a half of class time. If you have any questions, ask me. Um, But I remember he kind of put us in this this, uh, scenario and said, take pictures of this. And Mm -hmm. uh, it was terrible. I don't think I came (laughs) out with a clear picture. (laughs) <laughs> I think the the thing that I what made it a little bit difficult for me at the beginning was the shutter speed because mm-hmm. um, I remember I I would always make the shutter too slow. Well, yeah, I guess it's it's a little bit of both because um, mm-hmm. if you're if one if your shutter speed is one way then it affects the other settings yeah but, it affects the frame rate yeah the way it looks or it affects the way the image looks you're still going to get the same frame rate so my i would always have the shutter way too slow because of my frame rate and mm-hmm. i it would just be blurry so uh <laughs> before we kind of get into the 
kind of settings. Uh, what was your experience? How about you? Well, um, I remember our professor Sharam telling me that before you went to before you did the class. Yes. I remember him saying that. Um, however, before I started in high school, I got this thing. This is no longer works. Um, the card reader got messed up, but I keep kept the body. It is a Canon EOS 7D. This is the first, um, the first version that they made. Um, and I've used this for a long time until recently when it stopped working. But um, I had that before I started class. I came into it thinking I need to learn how to use this camera on the manual settings. Um, yeah. My si older sister, Claressa, she did some manual settings like aperture and everything, but she did primarily photography. And, and she so, also uses Nikon. So Nikon. It's a little different yeah. than and Canon. So it's a little, and it operates differently. They teach you differently. Um, yeah. Like they for pictures, they say sometimes it's easier just to do auto white balance for photography because you don't have to worry about, you know, it changing when you point at something yeah. different. Um and so there was, I came into it knowing, yeah, it's a, it's a photography camera as well as video camera, but I'm going to be using it primarily for video. So I need to learn how to operate it manually. Um, and I started doing some research, but I didn't really learn much um, about how things worked and what they were until I went to this uh, media basics course at our, at the tech school that we both went through. Um, and yes, uh, Sharam did have us put everything on manual and we did and we learned it. And I, I will say I did before I started class, I did start messing around with manual settings and I learned how to adjust lighting and exposure, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how it affected the image. I just knew, okay, this makes it brighter. This makes it darker. And that was kind of the extent of what I knew. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, um, so let's go ahead and start, I guess, with with the different settings, and we'll take turns explaining what they are, um, and and help each other if we're leaving something out, so we're informing people correctly. But then also we can talk a little bit about what some of our hassles were. Yeah. When Do you want to go it. ahead? So and let's tackle a aperture, and then I'll take like. Um, shutter speed and then we do yeah, light yeah. Uh, color balance after right. that or white balance okay so I'll start with aperture um, so aperture is the eye or it's it's kind of like a shade inside of the lens um, the lens that you have so it's like a little thing that will open and close and sometimes if you look in the front of a lens certain lenses you can actually see it when you open it and close it um, yeah. It looks like a little spinning wheel, and sometimes it gets really small or big. Um, when it is really wide open, it means your your aperture is open, and it also means you have a, um, or it, it's pretty much on a scale of numbers. So you have like 1.5. That is a really open, one of the most open apertures there are in most lenses, or most lenses that are made for film that are fixed. Yeah. Um, and then it goes down as, as it closes, the numbers get higher. It goes to like 1.8, it goes to two, 2.8, three, four, five, six, all the way up to like 22. 
um, a lot of times. Yeah. And sometimes I think they go a little farther, but most of the time they stop around 22, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And as it's going, as the numbers are, as it's getting closed, the numbers go high. What it's doing, it's allowing light into the camera. Mm -hmm. So when it's really open, it's allowing a lot of light to shine through that lens. So that means you're getting a lot of exposure, but it also controls depth of field. So as you yeah. can see, like in my image, the background is a bit blurry and I'm more in focus. That's called depth of field. Um, when it's really open, that means you're going to get more depth of field. It's just the way the lens are built. Yeah. So you're going to have a brighter image and you're going to have a stronger depth of field. If it's really closed, then there won't be much. So the background might not be blurry. The background might be look like it's in focus the same as me. Um, does that kind of make sense from how I explained it, Joshua? Yeah, um, it does. Um, and so that brings into the shutter speed. Um, mm -hmm. What the shutter speed is, your camera, um, it opens and closes when you take a photo. Um, mm -hmm. The shutter speed is essentially as fast as how fast you're going to open and close. Uh, and these are a lot like with film cameras yeah. as much as digital cameras, like the old timey picture cameras. Um, that's going to affect, um, if your shutter speed is very slow, it'll open for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. That is good when you're trying to like take a still shot of something that's not moving at all. Yeah. And so if you have it open for a long time, it can take in as much like picture as it can or as much like more light. Yeah. More, more light and it can, everything could be more clear. But if something's moving, it's very active. If you're taking action shots or things like that, you don't want mm -hmm. to have your shutter speed very slow. You want it fast so that it doesn't look blurry. Because um, yeah. if it if it looks blurry, you're not going to be able to tell what it is. And and also, if you don't have like a tripod or something steady to set it on, um, and you just just holding the camera and you're shaking it's going to pick up that too, depending on how fast that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that the shutter speed is opening and bringing in light. The aperture is bringing in light. So they both affect each other in different ways. Um, yeah. One. Can I? Yeah. I'll let you explain yeah. it, but. Okay. Well, I wanted to say, go ahead and finish your thought. Um, they both affect each other in yeah that way that's kind of how i was going to end it but they they both there's a number of things in the camera that we talk about that all affects the brightness or darkness of your image yeah and you have to know how they dance together in order to make your camera be operating the way it's intended to operate um so a lot of times the thing you're going to be using primarily to control exposure for how bright or dark your image is, is going to be the aperture a lot of times um, more than the other things that still affect. So when you're, Joshua explains shutter um, and shutter speed, when it comes to when you're recording video and not a still image, we usually what you do, it's divided up by a name like one um, slash two or whatever, or yeah. one slash 250 you know um i'm not entirely strong 
about why they name things certain ways, but I do know that it should be double what your frame rate is. So you, I'm sure you've heard of frame rate. Somebody shoots, you know, film at Hollywood movies at 24 frames per second. I, um, I, I don't know if we should get in this because I feel like this is a little bit more advanced than it's going to make people confused. Um, and yeah. it makes perfect sense to me because I've been doing it forever, but uh, it's kind of confusing to people. So I don't know if we want to get into all that. But <laughs> I got you. <laughs> essentially, We're, you want us to just kind of stay a little wider yeah, right now? Essentially, they okay. all kind of work together and yeah. it affects. I'll just say this. I'll yeah. just say your shutter speed needs to be double for the most cases what your frame rate is. And if you're actually interested in this, then you can take that concept and Google more information on it. Yep. Um, all right. So let's move on to ISO. Go ahead and start. You want to talk about that, get it kicked off and then kick it back to me or whatever. Um, no, I'll have you, let's have you do the ISO and I'll take the white balance because I, okay. I want to say right. Sounds good. something about white balance. Okay. All right. So ISO also controls how much exposure you're getting. It's amount of light getting to your sensor. Um, and what that does is there's, it's also on a number system. Older cameras used to refer to it as gain. Um, but ISO and gain are the same thing. Mm. ISO is a little bit more modern terminology with digital cameras and photography and gain is more of the older terminology. Um, so if you see an old camera that says like gain on it, it's referring to ISO. Um, and so pretty much it's a numbered system, just like everything else in like the hundreds and thousands. And, um, and it controls the amount of exposure you're getting. But typically, if you can, you wanna make sure that your ISO is lower because I know some cameras mm -hmm. can that they're building today have really strong, good ISOs. But overall, there's always been the issue that if you go too high with your ISO or your gain, your image becomes really grainy. And you can actually test this on your iPhone. You can go into a dark room and you can turn on your camera and you can look around and you might say, okay, I'm getting a lot of light even in this dark room. But if you look on your camera or take a picture, you're going to notice it looks like really low quality and very grainy, almost like yeah. someone's added like a grain effect to it. And if you do it opposite, where you go out in the sun and you take a picture, then it's really clear and really sharp without grain. It's because in your camera, you have something that is the ISO in your camera being set on a, um, not manual, what is it, automatic or auto auto yeah and so it's it's adjusting it on auto and so you don't have any control over that in your phone um but you can decide where you're going to shoot it and how much light to give an image yeah so let's go to white balance that was all you were all saying, right. right yep that was it okay I'm keeping it so simple, I guess. white balance <laughs> um there's a couple of different ways you can do it um there's a manual setting to where you're going to kind of adjust it to whatever your um you're going to shoot at and then there's also a lot of cameras especially dslrs and just cameras they have kind of preset white balance settings yeah daylight um inside shadowy um night mm -hmm. um so 
that kind of adjusts the color of your picture, um, how it's going to look, how white is going to look on your screen. Mm -hmm. And to do with that manual, the best way to do it is just to take something that's truly white and take a picture of it. And like, you can just adjust to that. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll know what you're going to be, what you want your white to look like. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people keep like carry around a white, what, what is the name for it? Like a, just a white, a white card. Yeah. White card. White card. Um, so they can put it from their camera and adjust that um, mm -hmm. just manually. But and then the you also, for that, you also yeah. have uh, like flat um, white. Is this getting too much into mm -hmm. it if I talk about flat yeah, color yeah. grading? You, you, can, you can keep it simple. Um, yeah, the purpose for white is that cameras are set up and color grading is set up that white, if you can get true color white, so if you yeah. walk into a room, you turn your camera on, and you can make this white card look white and not have like a green tint or a red tint or a blue tint that sometimes a camera can give it if it's not adjusted to the correct lighting in that room, then it won't look right. So you use that white card as a reference to say, when yeah. you make this look like true white in your camera, then it's going to look like true color in the rest of the room as well. Um, and it's just the way color grading is set up. That true white helps you balance that. That's why they call it white balance. Um, yeah. And... And yeah, there there's a bunch of ways you can do it, but uh, and also as you get as you get farther along, some a lot of times people can just get in an environment and guess really close to what is going to be the correct white balance setting without actually needing a white card, just because you kind of memorize and know based on the color temperature in a room or in an environment what your camera needs to be set at. Yeah, so I would just say just to recap. Um, the camera's set up with like three different settings, I guess, that you adjust. Um, mm -hmm. The shutter, the aperture, and the white balance. Um, so And ISO. Oh, oh so four, yeah. <laughs> so four. I, I forgot and, about and, ISO. Yeah, and you can also get into like frame rate and the size <laughs> and quality, like 4K or 1080 that you're doing. Yeah. But again, that, that gets into more, we're talking about operating a camera on manual mode and what are things that you're constantly adjusting when you're operating a camera. Now yeah. that we've explained all that, I want you to tell me what is one of those that stuck out that was the hardest for you to understand and to get and to figure out you know, how to get used to and how to get comfortable using on a regular basis. Um, I mean, I kind of explained that at the beginning, shutter speed at first. Yeah. Um, but then I, I realized, I remember after using the camera a while, if you just want a really like um, good depth of field, mm -hmm. you the, the lower you go basically is what you want. The lower The lowest setting your camera will go. Um, mm -hmm. so I remember like just putting my, um, aperture as low as it would go and kind of adjusting my shutter speed according to, accordingly to that. Um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like a, a good rule. Um, well, I'm talking about when you take photos, um, and yeah. then have your ISO like as low as it'll go depending on how dark it is. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, shutter speed, ISO, and aperture, because all of those affect your image and all of those affect how much light you're bringing into your camera and how you're exposing for a shot. And they can yeah. all bleed into each other if you're not keeping a clear mind about how you're supposed to use them. Um, yeah. That was hard for me because like what you're saying with photography, you use shutter speed to control your image or to control how much yeah. light you have. With with video, you're using your aperture, but also your ISO. But then you're also <laughs> using lights, you yeah. know? If you have, sometimes you just say, I want this much depth of field so I can't adjust my aperture anymore. I can't go any higher with my ISO because then I'll get grainy and I don't want to mess with my shutter speed because it's supposed to be twice the size of, twice the frame rate. And they're all set. You can't adjust your camera anymore, but your image is still too dark. Well, that's when you need to bring lights into the picture and light your subject and make it look good. It's not all (laughs) just about making it look good. Sometimes you just need more light and you have to know how that all works together in a camera that's different from photography in order to get good images through your camera for video. But we've gone for a little while. How, so, how do you think this conversation went? I think it's pretty good. Um, it was kind of hopefully basic and informative to um, stuff we've learned and yeah. get a little knowledge. I guess is kind of more a episode for to be a little geeky because you know <laughs> average people are going to yeah. watch this and they're going to be like oh this is boring but yeah maybe but it's okay learn it's what something. we like so, learn something yeah learn something <laughs> i mean we live in a world where cameras is everyday life so learn what that those little buttons and controls and terms mean when you're working with a camera yeah you're going to touch a camera at some point even if it's at christmas yeah so um that's this week's episode um give us you a subscribe and yeah. go ahead and follow our social medias and let us know watching. if you hated the yeah let us know if you hated this this video or not yeah <laughs> leave it in the comments or if you liked it all right yep so yeah thanks yeah.